0: Welcome to Spilled Popcorn, everyone. We are digesting the latest and greatest in streaming series, and our current obsession is Disney Plus's Loki. That's right. You guys are watching it, too. We know you're watching it. It's so good. And Marvel just gave us a beautiful, beautiful gift, Episode 4, titled The Nexus Event. I can't do any of this without my main man and co-host. Cam, how you doing?
1: Doing great, man. Ready for this. Ready for Episode 4 Breakdown.
0: Yes, yes, I'm your other co-host, Kirk. What's going on, Cam? How are you feeling after episode four?
1: Well, I, if you guys listened to the podcast on Friday, I when we reviewed F9, I, I, I equated this episode to them coming pretty close to emptying the clip um, in their metaphorical gun full of good Loki nuggets, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that. This was the big one. This was the big one. I think every every season. Of every show, there's, you know, used to be like the finale back in old school television, and now they've gotten wise to know that you have to sort of have your big climax a couple episodes before then, so we're two episodes out, and we got tons of new nuggets of information in this episode, and and huge, mind-blowing things, so it'll be fun to dig into.
0: Yes. As my son would say, it has been saying all day long because he saw, uh, there's a meme with baby Yoda with, Yo- with Grogu and <laughs> talking about Chicky nuggies. So there's all these Chicky nuggies <laughs> yeah. that Marvel has dropped for us in episode four. It's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, the, the list that I have of things to talk about is as long as my body and I'm only five, eight. So it, it's absolutely insane that we got this. Um, and how it affects the rest of the Marvel Universe. I have so many crumbs to talk about that we gotta jam pack this in. Are you ready for this, Cam?
1: I'm as ready as I'll be, man. I'm, I'm as ready as I'll ever be.
0: Okay, with that, let's get into the unwrapping.
1: Yes.
0: This episode has everything. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Stefan. Stefan. I need style. To grab my Stefan. Oh, get him, get him. There he is. Ah! right there yes go. can you just get a third camera on him for the whole episode can you, you got that ready to go <laughs> I need yeah to, yeah <laughs> episode three ended of course and Loki and Sylvie were unsuccessfully leaving the dying planet Lamentis uh, we kickstart episode four with the intel that everyone in the TVA was once a variant somehow they were brainwashed or memories implanted or removed or they were enchanted uh, because we know that Sylvie gets to enchant one of the Minutemen uh, timekeepers, if you will. We get a flashback of Sylvie being taken from Asgard as a little girl. She is straight up doing nothing but playing with toys. Uh, My guess, and we never get the answer to this, uh, my guess is that Maybe she has figured something out while she's playing or gets an idea while she's uh, while she's creating and, and having just an imagination. Um, or it could be more um, evil than that. Maybe they, the timekeepers looked forward on the timeline uh, and decided, "Uh oh, she's going to take us all down. But I digress. We can speculate later. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out that uh, Ravana. Is that how I say her name? Ravana. Yeah. R- Ravana excuse me was her assigned agent at the time to bring her in much like Mobius was to our Loki and she brings her in and uh, Sylvie escapes and off she goes living through apocalypse after apocalypse trying to evade the TVA until we get to meet her and then from this we get to see our beloved timekeepers twice in this episode once Ravana gets to, has to rather go before them and tell them why Sylvie aka Loki at the time was able to escape her clutches and then later on when Loki and Sylvia are facing their final pruning if you will. All this while uh, what caused the Nexus event on Lamentis for the TVA to find them is that Loki was falling in love with Loki and that's how they were able to locate them because that spikes all, all the different readings that they take for their uh, their temp pads and all their other tech that they have to look for those Nexus events you see Ravana then keeps up these two ruses that Sylvie was already pruned even though she opens a door later and there she is and that Hunter C20 uh, was pruned as well which she likely was because we never see her again but that she was never interrogated uh, Mobius doesn't buy that thankfully and he does find Find out that Ravana is covering up a whole slew of things, which is so exciting because uh, Gugu, uh, the actress, is a fantastic one at that, and I can't wait to see her in this uh, to win this. I don't know if we'll see her past past Loki the series, but I hope I hope so. Meanwhile, all of this is happening and Loki has also planted these same truths uh, to to Mobius uh, in order to get to looking for that investigation. We also have this uh, TVA scene where everyone is pruned after the timekeepers are discovered to be these robot lizards instead of the end all be all timekeepers. This episode is insane. Totally (laughs) nuts. It's absolutely insane. And even before all of that, way earlier on, we get this awesome... Um, uh, time warped therapeutic scene for Loki he's in basically time out where he has to <laughs> uh, find the right answer in his deep deep rooted subconscious and psyche we get Lady Sif comes in rolls up and punches and beats the crap out of him over and over and over again until Mobius hears the answer that he likes and then he steps back in uh, but don't worry He goes back into therapy multiple times throughout this episode. So you get to see Lady Sif one more time. Uh, We have all of this Loki and Loki almost kiss. And then, of course, the big pruning moment. Loki dies, if you will. That's right. It's nuts. Mobius is pruned. Uh, Loki, our Loki, 2012 Loki is pruned. Who knows who else gets pruned Hunter in this episode?
1: B-15, right? The other one who comes in to sort of save them from the timekeepers.
0: Yes. Does she get pruned during the big battle I as well? I think the only
1: people <laughs> left standing are Sylvie and Ravana after that whole schwa Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you.
0: It's such a crazy time. It's nuts. That- people are dropping like flies. I mean, they, they might as well have uh, pruned the, the the robot lizards uh, timekeepers as well. <laughs> yeah. And they might, they might be Everybody showing up. Everybody
1: gets and- <laughs> the pruning stick. Just bam, 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 bam.
0: I will say, um, you know, we've talked briefly about how wonderful and easy a costume that might be for Halloween, how cool it would also be, even if you are Loki, uh, to also have the pruning stick. Yes. I don't know how that works, uh, how easy or difficult it would be to actually make that thing happen. But I'd really like one. I'd really like one. Yeah, they're That'd be pretty super cool. sick. So that is the episode. There's so much more to it than just those highlights. But Cam, what what else do you have to add to, to the craziness of this episode? Anything that I left off the exposition there?
1: Well, I think the only other thing is the mid credits scene, which uh, ah yes, there there is where you know you said Loki dies and um, he wakes up in a sort of limbo where he says, "Am I dead?" And he looks up and there are (laughs) four new Lokis that are there and they say, no, but you will be unless you come with us. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And one of the Lokis is an alligator, is an actual alligator. So that's awesome
0: yes oh man let's talk about it let's get into the butter right now the loki's that we see um we have classic loki which if you're looking at the screen uh not my screen but if you're watching your television screen or ipad he's the farthest to the right he looks his costume looks much like um if you've seen amazon prime's the tick series that came out over the past couple of years that's what classic loki looks like these are the names that we see on the imdb credit reel Uh, yeah i have have
1: a classic loki Funko, but it's not in this room. Man, oh, my failed. goodness. Failed you.
0: That's okay. Do we want to, like, pause and go grab it and no, do, like, right. a hard cut? Okay, it's cool. Right. Post it tomorrow. We'll post it tomorrow. Um, we've got uh, Kid Loki, who is holding Croc Loki. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, my new favorite way,
1: character in the MCU. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless he's Alligator Loki. I never know the difference between crocodiles and alligators. Well, see,
1: see, crocodiles have a wider like U-shaped mouth, whereas gators have a. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. (laughs) Listen, one of them has a V-shaped narrow mouth, and the other one has a U-shaped wide mouth. I think the crocodiles are the ones with the U-shaped mouth that's wider. I'll, I'll look it up.
0: Okay, good. We need to know this. This is critical. <laughs> Cause Croc Loki versus Gator Loki, both are cool. This is
1: important. I, this is
0: very I important. kind of lean toward Croc Goki Croc Goki. Croc Loki. That one sounds a little more fun, including the whole the horns. Croc Loki has the horns on him, which is just beautiful and exciting. <laughs> and then the other one is called Boastful Loki. Uh he's all the way to the left. And he just looks like a baller. An he's got his own unit. <laughs> yes he's he's like just a giant uh just a giant hu- human he he's as he's as big as a house he's got um his own gold mjolnir uh hammer and he's ready to just smash our loki in his little suit and tie on the ground <laughs> did you find out crocodile and alligator yes. yet
1: so the crocodile has a u-shaped wider mouth and the alligator has the more narrow v-shaped mouth okay, okay. And is
0: that what you had thought as well
1: that I was correct with my initial assumption. Now I still don't know if it's croc Loki or Alligator Loki, so that's my next that's my mm. next one.
0: We'll put up the debate also on social. Is this croc Loki or Alligator Loki? So we got these four guys. We've got this this prune purgatory, if you will. Uh this this scene comes out of nowhere it comes out of nowhere but I think we also had faith in the MCU not to kill Loki again in his own show with two episodes to go like were there really that many people when he gets pruned thinking Man, that's that's the end I guess Sylvia's our new Loki like there's no way there's no way you kill Tom Hiddleston off in his own miniseries
1: yes no way not happening
0: Yeah, I want to go back through social and uh, see if anyone was like, oh, no, like actually freaking out like that he died uh, because that that's just impossible. It's impossible. Still, however, despite that, the structure was good because they also could have left us on a cliffhanger for a full week. And then gave us that scene as the opener. So kudos to Marvel playing up their own tricks and tropes with the mid credit scenes and end credit scenes to give us that little bit of shock and awe. Again, their storytelling is just beautiful and unmatched, absolutely unmatched. Um, Let's talk about because we 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 dispersed all this information. How good the the layers in this episode were, um, coming off of episode three, which is a total character dev relationship building uh, episode, which is necessary but not as bright and shiny, right? The layers of this were so intricate and so well done. At a master level, how did they fit it all in cam? Um, how How do you feel about all the information that was thrusted upon us?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the groundwork was laid in the first three episodes. I think that's what's that's what's masterful. They took small asides to build the relationship between Mobius and Loki so that when the time came, Mobius knew when he could trust Loki. You know, I, I'm, yes. I'm remembering the second episode where they first worked together, and Mobius is like, Ah, you're playing a trick on me at the Renaissance Fair. You know he's like, mm-hmm. I can tell when you're playing tricks on me. So they're they're laying these seeds of, so that we know that Lo, that Mobius will know when the time is right to trust Loki. And thank God he did. And and Mobius has his moment of, you know, I want to go back to wherever I came from. That's that's the best place to be. Then gets melted, you know, pruned, game over. So, you know, they they do all this stuff really masterfully. I think the stuff with him and Sylvie. They had a ton of, of ground to cover in episode three, which is why episode three was just them because they had to get to the point where those two could trigger that nexus event and we would believe it right. and we would, we would feel okay with it um, because of how that relationship was built. So I think the layers are great. They've been laying seeds the whole time and this was the culmination. So it's, just, it's, it's really well done from a narrative perspective.
0: Yes, yes, indeed it was. Uh, I just my mind just continues to be blown away by how masterful it is. Um, Let's talk about Sylvie's OG Nexus event. I mentioned it uh, in the unwrapping. I got to ask you a couple of things. So uh, as they're going up to uh, in the or down, I'm not sure if the timekeepers are up or down in the elevator. Um, I don't remember. Or do we see it? I don't know. (laughs) As we're going to the timekeepers, in the elevator, we've got uh, Ravana, we've got Loki, and we've got Sylvie. And Sylvie says, what was my Nexus event for you to come and capture me? And uh, Ravana says something to the effect of, why do you care? But then ultimately, she, with a big snide look on her face, she just says, I don't remember. Yeah. And you know she remembers. Oh, for 100% (laughs) she does. So I've got to ask... Do you think we'll ever find out what that might be?
1: It's possible, but I don't think it's necessary. And okay. and if I can be honest, I hope they leave it out because I, mm-hmm. I think it's a good I think it's a good interpretive. The fans have to have some things interpretive. So much stuff gets spelled out for us in the Marvel universe because it has to. Uh, but that would be a good thing to leave open ended. But I can tell you my personal theory is, and, and it actually ties into the Nexus event that triggers them to be able to find Loki and Sylvie on Lamentis because it has that huge strand that almost goes straight North um, to Mm -hmm. the red line. But my theory is this Loki. And we talked about it. I think either episode one or episode two of spilled popcorn for, for Loki, Loki's whole essence is that he is born to lose so that other people can win. You know, this, they go deep into this in the comics. And so I think Sylvie's ultimate crime might have been that she just was going to be a successful Loki and accomplish her dreams and be ambitious and win. That that's, that's my theory. And the reason I think that is the same reason that I think Loki ultimately falls in love with Sylvie, you know, like legitimately, like has seemingly a romantic tie to her or at least some sort of deeply intimate tie to her. Um, it's because he sees her as something he's been looking for his whole life, a way out, a successful Loki, a Loki that can win, a Loki that can rise above this destiny of failure and of loss and, and suffering. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that is what he's attracted to. And Mobius goes into it being like, what a sick narcissist you are. And maybe it's not that. Maybe, maybe it's really not. I mean, it could be, but... I don't think it is. I think it's that not that he loves himself. I think it's that he, he has been looking for this version of himself that can win and that can be more than just a stepping stone for other people. And, and Sylvie is it, you know, in his eyes, I think Sylvie is that. And and he just, it's irresistible to him.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's self-love it's, it's self-care, right? So you, you, you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. And as we know, Loki loves no one else. He only cares about himself. So maybe we could see, uh, just a whole nother side of him after this. And maybe, uh, Ravana somehow got her hands on the future or, um, was talking with the timekeepers and they said, listen, Sylvie's going to be way too strong unless you get her young. Um, but then the trick question is, did they always know that they would always end up back at this moment? Right. It's so yeah, tricky. It is so tricky. tricky. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about the timekeepers as robots. Yeah. Robots. Did you see that coming?
1: I saw them not being the timekeepers. I mean, I okay. think that that's been well established and I got to say just just brag on us. We we are <laughs> getting a lot of things right on this series. Yes. Like that never happens in the history of spilled popcorn, which is you know young. We've been pretty wrong about tons of things, <laughs> and so far I feel pretty good. Like we pretty much we pretty much in the last episode of Spilled Popcorn basically said how this episode was going to start. That they were going to get rescued from Lamentus, and there was going to be some big revolution revelation, and that the timekeepers weren't going to be real, and that it's probably yep. going to be some, um, you know sort of enchantment of Kang that Kang has dreamed up. Now we haven't gotten there yet, but I think we're headed there. And so, yeah, I did expect the timekeepers to not be real. And, um, you know, I, w- I wish we would have gotten a little bit more, but I'm, I was glad whenever Sylvie throws the dagger and slices off the timekeeper's head that it comes off and it's got wires coming out of it. I was like, yep, got it. You know, we totally mm-hmm. saw that coming.
0: Yes, absolutely. I uh, I also was, you know, it could have leaned either way, you know, and it seemed that the, the great and powerful Oz, the man behind the curtain, uh, is what it came down to. But we haven't seen the man behind the curtain no. because we know is... I don't know. I just don't see uh, uh, Ravana as being the man, the woman behind oh, no. the curtain it's either. Kang,
1: man, it's Kang. I, I've never been more certain <laughs> about something in the Marvel world than than the fact that it's Kang. Um,
0: that and Love Lovecraft Country not coming back for a season two because your boys too busy. John, your the boys too busy. Like, Listen, I'm done. it's like we had a good run but sorry sorry (laughs) well let's keep going let's keep speculating on this train here i want to talk about um the timekeepers continuously um are they real at all in the mcu um are they so in comics we have them as a real entity Mm -hmm. they control stuff they get shut down pretty quickly are they real and i guess we could do a two-parter are they real at all or not or are they real in a different dimension, and we're not on the sacred timeline, right? Like this, mm-hmm. this mirage that that whatever version of the TVA that we're in, maybe uh, maybe it was pulled from when the time the the TVA was a real entity. Yeah. Uh, so what are your what are your thoughts on again this pocket this version of the TVA and the timekeepers?
1: Well, what I'll say is on the are the timekeepers real? train, I would say I would not be surprised if they go either direction with it. Okay. But if for my money, I'm going to say that they are in existence. And that is why Kang has created these fake timekeepers because he knows that it's a model that exists and it's something that he can create in his own image and execute. You know, I think that's probably what we're building towards. So I do think the real timekeepers are at play somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they chose not to go that direction and they chose to just, you know, throw that in there because that's some pretty psychedelic weird stuff. And so if they don't want to go there, like, I wouldn't blame them. So they can just throw this in and then be done with it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went that route either. But if I were to put my money somewhere, I would say, yes, the real time keepers are at place somewhere in the MCU.
0: Love it. Love it. Let's talk about uh, the 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 low keys. The, now, now we're going to have... <laughs> What for five Lokis in one in one interdimensional space? At least Loki twenty twelve Croc or or Gator Loki. It's Croc Loki. Loki. I, I
1: confirmed it. Uh, or sorry, what? no, no, sorry, Gator Loki. It's Gator <laughs> oh, Loki. No. I, I looked it up. Sorry, uh, I looked It's so it up. cool. Gator Loki. Gator Loki
0: all of these Lokis are in one spot. Can you tell us more of what you know about these Lokis? You've got the Funko pop. Uh, I want to know what, what, what do you know about all these Lokis in one spot together?
1: Um, I mean not a ton. I think this is this is somewhat n- new terrain for for Loki yeah. comics specifically. I mean the idea of there being a multiverse and multiple timelines is not new, but this whole idea of there being multiple Lokis stuck in some sort of limbo purgatory, you know, that is a an unfamiliar concept to me, but I think it's interesting because I think it confirms a couple of things. First of all being Anyone that we've seen get melted is alive, right? Like, right. Mobius has to still be out there. You just get thrown in a dumpster with all your other variants whenever you mm-hmm. get get per, pruned, I guess is what we're meant to assume. Um, but these Lokis, being Lokis, have a plan, and, and maybe maybe our Loki is the linchpin for that plan, and that's why they're like basically come with us if you want to live. <laughs> you know, maybe he is the the destiny Loki that they've been waiting for to come, um, save them. So, yeah, I, I mean, who, who really knows what happens next, but they they have a plan to get out of there for sure
0: yes do we think all pruned people get dropped into the same uh pruning let's pause there the fact that they just like name stuff and that it's just there right like I go I think of all all, about it all the time with the blip and that the blip is a whole thing and it's a running joke but it's also this big event that's just that was groundbreaking for the whole MCU and now we've got pruning and it's just they dropped it in this episode I don't remember it before correct correct Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, they they get pruned. Like that's it. That's the, that's the, the, the jargon just like that. Um, but do we think everyone who gets pruned gets dropped into the same spot, not necessarily like Terminator, like the same spot that you generate in, but in the same, again, interdimensional pocket, uh, this prune purgatory, is it the same? What do you think?
1: Potentially, maybe they're organized by variant type, like, because oh. why would all the Lokis be there waiting for him? Is he Did he get dropped into, like, a variant dumpster of just Lokis? Um, right. And every person has their own little dumpster full of variants where you yeah. go after you get pruned? Like, that's what I'm kind of leaning toward, but I don't I know like for that. sure.
0: I like that. So there may be up to, who knows, like 150 Lokis when he when he finally makes up <laughs> yeah. and looks behind them. Uh, but then you get to someone else, uh, let, let's say... Uh, B- well, like Mobius or something. <laughs> Mobius has like six and it's like yeah. six Owen Wilsons. <laughs> please, wow. please give us that scene. <laughs> please give it to us. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. So then follow up is Mobius going to be right behind them, ready to roll with them.
1: I think Mobius will be back. Um, man, one of the saddest goodbyes of, <laughs> of yes. all Marvel characters somehow, because we yes. didn't know that there was life beyond pruning at that point. Um, and, you know, just knowing that his ultimate goal was just to have like a jet ski and, and be able to go on a lake, you know, like that's it's so sad. Um,
0: the jet ski, man, the jet ski. Well, has there has there been any other mention of jet ski in the MCU? Is that I
1: don't think so, man. I, I really don't.
0: I feel like there's a movie where where it's like boasted about like, I just want to be on my jet ski. It was was there something that we've watched in the past that has that as well? I don't know. I, I really don't. <laughs> cuz that just just like the pruning it's just like give the man his jet ski <sighs>
1: that's all he <laughs> like, wants in this world and so maybe good. he had that in his previous life <laughs> that would be so sad that's right
0: actually well, this is what's going to happen episode 5 we're going we have all the low keys we're going to have the same the same like uh, mid credit scene and then they're going to pan out we're going to hear Vroom! And here comes Owen Wilson. I want them to recreate the
1: Tiger King eye of the tiger scene with the guy on the wave runner. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm do.
0: thinking of. That is what I'm thinking of right there. Um, and so that's, that's all I need in my life uh, <laughs> as long as Owen Wilson's in there. Yes. So, so we've got uh Mobius hopefully coming back in this same, uh, this same drop. Um, or again, he's in his own little one and somehow he'll find his way back. Who knows? Who knows? Anything else you want to speculate on with all of this knowledge that we've been given, Cam?
1: I mean, speculate. I don't know for sure. Lady Sif is back. Yay, Lady Sif! So happy to have Lady Sif back. We know we know that she's been cast in Thor: Love and Thunder, so that she's going to be returning there. It, it's funny. Um, the cl- the more Thor movies they get, they put out, and the more mm-hmm. Thor related material they put out, the closer they get to the comic book lore. Uh, in this episode lady Sif holding the, the chunk of hair that, that has comics backing in the, um, Loki volume two, his like second set of four comics that are solely based on Loki. One of the storylines they delve into is that Loki who is jealous of Thor, Thor's love with lady Sif. He, he sneaks in and cuts off all of her beautiful golden hair. He replaces the hair, but it turns black and that's why she has black hair. Um, What's interesting about that, again, is that the ending of that volume, it ends with Loki ending up chained in an Asgardian, basically, prison with a snake with venom just dripping on him for all eternity until he can ultimately Mm -hmm. fulfill his destiny, which harkens back to the original series of Loki comics. And so it goes back to that whole theme of, like, loki's destiny is just to lose and to like sit under a snake and rot in prison you know forever so it was interesting that they called back that because i think it's it's a reminder to loki that he is like nothing um that's a long way to go there but i think no that that makes sense that's awesome i Um, love that my other big question coming out of this episode how did the sacred timeline get fixed Oh, we haven't talked about it. Did it get fixed? It appeared to be fixed, didn't it? Like, they weren't when, panicking
0: over anything else, right?
1: No, they, they panicked at the end of episode two. Yep. And they showed that. And then episode three were on Lamentus the whole time, basically. But then they showed the timeline when they were like kind of trying to figure out where Loki and Sylvie were. And they got the one Nexus event, but the rest of the Sacred Timeline seemed to be pretty much clean
0: correct yeah never everyone was in the office right like they were yeah, yeah like they were just working
1: rolling out as normal
0: yeah i don't think we got anything about it they really weren't concerned about it they were just concerned about loki and low and sylvie
1: so then how did they fix it
0: did or they did, fix it i don't know they fix it? they're like dude i i can't <laughs> yeah. i can't even but they were worried enough to go and execute um Loki and Sylvie. Yeah, they did want to were...
1: find them. They did they did want to find them even though they were, you know, on the brink of death basically when they did find them, but they did they were interested in finding them for some reason.
0: Maybe maybe it's not, you know, detrimental that there's so many um, timelines, you know, go, uh, breaking variant, right. Breaking bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but are they, but they want to, they want so much control, uh, or because the whole thing might be a ruse that they say, well, whatever, get these people. They've, they've figured out how to right. break us. So man, that's so true. We have, we have no, no panic over the sacred timeline at all. In these, uh, these two episodes. It's
1: pretty interesting, but I do think that, Loki's ability to trigger this giant Nexus event and to somehow end up as the successful winning Loki that is not supposed to exist, that that could be the catalyst for the multiverse creation. His ability to rise above his destiny, his prescribed fate of being a loser and being, you know, a waste and, and evil and all that. If he is able to rise above it, which it seems like he might be able to, if he can leave this Loki revolution, then maybe that is the event that really, you know, combined with what's going on in WandaVision and whatever's going on with Dr. Strange, maybe that is what spawns the multiverse.
0: You know, what's also kind of crazy cool is that we're getting Black Widow uh, next Friday, July 9th. Loki's next episode will be on Wednesday, July 7th, but it will not be the last episode of Loki. Uh, So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're not tied so closely together that they can have that flexibility, or maybe we'll get something crazy uh, that's super important on the seventh and then also feed into the ninth. That's how tight these movies are sometimes, where it's like, I wouldn't have known that until this, right? You know before what we need here. to do?
1: We need to go back to the original timeline and see when Black Widow was meant to come out in relation to Loki. Yes. Like, was Loki meant to come out before or during or after? I feel like it was after, but I don't know for sure. So I'll, I'll go back and look at that.
0: And I guess even if it was after, it's just kind of fun to know, right? Because even if it was after, we've had movies that have released uh, it, as far as production uh, several times, but were actually supposed to happen in the timeline before X movie and Y movie and Z movie and series now. And my, yeah. my mind's about to explode. And
1: I've said it once and I'll say it again. There has to be a reason Black Widow came out is coming out when it's coming out because it is a it is set in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so why wait? Why wait till now to tell this story? And with all the promotional material, you know, I have said it before the whole like the future starts with her past. Like, what does that mean? What, like, what are we going to find out? So I'll be interested to see.
0: And so many reports, uh, maybe, and maybe this is a spoiler for, for all of us is that so many reports of people who have seen black widow say that Florence Pugh is an absolute staple in the MCU now. So what does that mean? Where is she connected to, where are we going with her? Right. Either way. I love her as an actress. So So this is going to be great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Very exciting.
0: Oh man, there's just, what what a beautiful summer uh, this has been. And will <laughs> continue to be, uh, absolutely just destroys 2020 July Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> easily.
1: Last year <laughs> so, we were like watching Palm Springs and like crying while eating Ben and Jerry's. Like <laughs> dead yeah, <that's-> serious. <laughs>
0: Yes, we were. Yes, we were. Oh, man, guys, it's going to be crazy. Episode five comes out again. Whether you're going to stay awake for it or not, Tuesday, the 6th at 2 a.m. Central Time or Wednesday when you're a normal human and awake, uh, then followed by Black Widow on the 9th. We're going to see you through for both of those on Spilled Popcorn and our regular podcast, Popcorn for Breakfast. Make sure you listen wherever you like to listen. Watch us on YouTube. Like us on all the socials. We're here for you. Ask us questions. We love you. Thank you for all of your support. Listen to this original music by our executive producer and his other band member, Rhetoric, playing you out today. And we will see you next
1: week. Bye.